I like cute clothes. I like having stylish outfits and I hate shopping. Armoire makes getting dressed easier. Armoire is a clothing rental membership option. And Janet and I recently have both tried it out. And you guys, it is so much fun. You go to their website, you get to take a little quick style quiz, takes five minutes, and then you get presented a list of beautiful clothing, pictures, wonderful clothes that you can pick out and get delivered to your house for you to try and wear in the comfort of your own home without going out and determine what looks cute, put together outfits without investing a ton of money. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off your first month. That is up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash envoys. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E, dot style slash envoys to get 50% off your first month and never have to worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. No one likes to think about medical emergencies or health insurance. We have a new perspective to share with you today. This is the On Boys Parenting Podcast. We are your co-host, Jennifer L.W. Fink of buildingboys.net, and I'm Janet Allison of boysalive.com. Thanks for being our listeners, and thanks for supporting our sponsors. Broken arms, worrisome rashes, kids heading out of state to camp or college. No one likes to think about medical emergencies or health insurance, but when you have boys, mm, there's a good chance that you're going to spend some time in an emergency room. Right, Jen? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Two broken collarbones on two boys at once. I remember that. Two weeks apart, Janet, two weeks apart. Between regular checkups, sports physicals, accidents, unexpected surgeries, medical costs add up. Affording healthcare can be a difficult place for a lot of us. For myself, paying for my own insurance, being independently employed, meant I had an $8,000 deductible the year I needed knee surgery. Yikes. Yep. A big part of parenting a family is managing and navigating healthcare. So today we are going to talk about health insurance and health insurance alternatives. We wanted to bring you this conversation with Melissa Blatt, the CEO and founder of IndiePop, an innovative alternative to the typical health insurance. Because Jen and I both believe, and I believe you do too, Melissa, that healthcare is a human right. And it's time that there were some alternatives. Welcome, Melissa. Hi, everyone. I'm sure nobody got up this morning and said, guess what I get to do today? I get to research healthcare. Nobody is excited to talk about this. <laughs> so thank you for having me on. And hopefully we will enlighten some people tonight. Yes. And yet we all spend time on it, more time than we would like. Uh, Janet, you mentioned your deductible. My kids both broke those collarbones last summer i think we just now finally are getting some of the billing stuff straightened out and it is time consuming frustrating 
yeah, I would really rather do other things with my life. So Uh, Melissa, if you've got some alternatives, because here's the thing. I mean, Janet, how many people do you know who love their health insurance? Yeah, nobody. Nobody. It's not going well for any of us. No, no. And I want to pause here for a second and just shout out to our global audience, because we know some countries in this world have universal health care. So there's that. But in the United States, we don't. So Melissa, help us. Yeah. So when you mentioned that $8,000 deductible, that is exactly what I was quoted several years ago plus a very high premium. And this was a bronze plan. So here in the States, we have these metal plans going from like bronze to platinum. So bronze is like the lowest plan you could get. And I got so frustrated with what the options were. And I just said, I'm paying so much monthly. I'm still going to have to switch all of my doctors and I'm still going to have this high deductible. There's gotta be a better way what is going on? Why, how did we hit, how did we reach this place where healthcare is a necessity that we need? You can have such a financial burden if you don't have it, but yet it's still a financial burden now when you do have it. Yes. And so I found solutions outside of the traditional insurance model. So the traditional insurance is you have a premium and a deductible, and it's a transfer of risk. So when you have a company that has 50 people, you can transfer the risk between the 50 people if something happens. When you're, like you said, an independent contractor like myself, you can't transfer that risk. And our rates are usually three times the amount of what somebody with a company would pay. So it gets very expensive. So the solution I found is in the cost sharing world. So instead of the premium and deductible, you're becoming a member of a community or group that shares the cost of medical needs. And it is a different approach to managing those healthcare needs. And I'll, I'll go into the weeds a little bit, but I called my company Indie Pop, which stands for independent population. And these are all the people that are essentially on their own, not getting healthcare through a company, You can think of freelancers, contractors, or even the W-2 employees that work for a small business that they don't have to provide healthcare. And we're entering Mm -hmm. this new economy where we're a third of the workforce. Yep. Over 60 million. Wow. And many, 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 many of us are women. Yes, we are on boys. We care a lot about boys, but let's face the truth. Many independent contractors, freelancers, people navigating this are women because it is so hard to fit work around family. I've been an independent contractor for years and uh, Janet, you know this, I got married largely for health insurance. Yes, I love him, blah, 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 blah. But we were very happy not married. We're in midlife. Health insurance pushed it over the edge. So so getting married for health insurance benefits, staying not in ideal. A, well, <laughs> you know, we hope that all those other things are there, Jen, of course. But, you know, I have friends who are staying in a job primarily because of the benefits yeah. of the health insurance benefits. You know, we don't want to think about it, but it kind of runs our lives in a way. Yeah, it's in fact, um, we have five core values with IndiePop and number five is we believe in people and their dreams so that you do not have to stay at a nine to five job 
for the benefits. We, we want you to be able to fulfill your dreams of going out on your own or not worrying that you cannot have healthcare benefits that you have to stay at a job. They are a little different than insurance. Can we dive in a little bit? Yeah. Tell us about cost sharing plans versus insurance. Straight up front, this is something that I had never heard of previously, even though our regular listeners know my background is in healthcare. I was a nurse before I switched into writing and podcasting. I first found out about cost sharing plans a couple years ago because uh, my oldest son was attending college out of state and we discovered that his health insurance through us did not cover anybody out of state. So sure, he had health insurance, but it was useless. So in trying to find solutions, I first heard about cost sharing. I'm guessing most of our listeners don't know what this is. Yes. So they are not created equal, just like different insurance. Also, you might have one of the big major medical insurance companies that works great in Illinois and doesn't work in Texas. So if you're traveling, you're going to be considered out of network or you might hit hit your max out of pocket. I handpicked when I decided that, hey, this was a, a method of healthcare that really worked for me. I am going to help this whole population. And I'm going to kind of vet with strict criteria of why why they're on my platform. And we only have four. So one, you have to look out for annual and lifetime caps. Even in oh, insurance, yeah. that's a, I, I'm, I'm going to talk about insurance too, because there's hidden flags and you might have a great insurance. I'm, I'm not going to poo-poo insurance. There is a place for it. So look for annual lifetime caps. Not all uh, cost sharing is created equal. So you want to make- address yeah. that just a little bit. You know, a million dollars sounds like a lot of money until somebody in your family is sick. My mom, who has had cancer now multiple times, has worried and worried aloud about things like annual lifetime caps. So mm-hmm. no, you don't want to have to make your decisions when you have cancer based on, have I hit my cap? Yeah. You don't want to have to stop treatment because you guys, somebody ran out of money. So no annual lifetime caps. Number two, just to give you a little background about this cost sharing, or you might've heard it as health sharing, membership, subscription. Um, With health sharing, the word kind of came about through Christian health shares. As I read it correctly, the Mennonite community over a hundred years ago got together their congregants to share the cost of medical needs. Now with Christian ministry health shares, there might be a statement of faith and they have God in their guidelines. Not everyone's comfortable with this. And if you are not a Christian, you're not going to be probably accepted. So none of our plans have the statement of faith guideline. Uh, I just want to say, I really appreciate that. And that's not a... It's not a statement of my faith or my lack of faith, but when we discovered it, exploring options for my son, the only ones we could find required this statement of faith. Mm -hmm. And when you are between a rock and a hard place of maybe having some coverage for health expenses or not, one, somebody asking what you think about God is feels very intrusive. And two, you feel like, do I have to lie on this thing to be able to go to the doctor? Right. You don't want to ever commit fraud. Um, and it is a lot of, to me, gray areas. Um, so our plans do not have that statement of faith. They are not religious based. They are, uh, as we call it, like an ethical statement, meaning you're not going to do something illegal and then expect the cost sharing plan to pay for your claim. Meaning oh, good. drinking and driving, do illicit drugs, and then 
or rob a bank. And then you break your leg after you tried to rob the bank, you know, trying to get away, like they're not going to pay your claim. So just, I mean, this is something that's very typical in insurance as well, that you, you sign something that says you're not going to do anything illegal and then expect them to pay your claim. Makes sense. It does make yes. sense. It makes okay. so much sense. I can't believe I've never thought about it before. <laughs> so don't go robbing banks. Um, <laughs> uh, so something else to consider that had to meet our requirements were simple to understand. Healthcare Thank is you. already <laughs> very complicated. And I knew I was going to have to explain these plans to my audience or to my market and I, if I didn't understand it, there was no way. So ours are very easy to understand. Most of our plans are $1,000 deductibles three times in a calendar year. So a max a family is going to pay out of pocket is 3000 So mm -hmm. that broken collarbone would have been a $1,000 surgery. <laughs> um, it was not. <laughs> The other thing, and this also goes for, I want everyone after, you know, to look at their plan that they have and look to see what an ER visit, what you're going to be responsible for, because we have seen in the last few years, people do not have co-pays, which mean like a $250 copay, $500 copay at the time of service. They actually have a deductible, which yep. means it could be a $7,000 sprained ankle. We have had that and it, it weighs into, and listeners, I know many of you are nodding. It weighs into our decision of, do we go to the ER? Mm -hmm. And that should not. not be, you should not have to waiver to get the care that you need or be, nope. I've actually heard someone say they, they had heart palpitations and didn't want to call the I ambulance know. because they were so scared about the medical bill. That's not healthcare. That is not mm -hmm. healthcare. That's no. not, you know, th that shouldn't ever happen that people are scared to get the medical assistance, even for things like a UTI infection to wait. And then you end up in the ER because now it's a bladder infection, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or a kidney mm -hmm. infection, because you, you just got, Oh, I'll do some, um, at home remedies. Yep. I will drink a lot of water and hope it goes away yeah, and I'll just flush this through my system. Yeah. Did I do that earlier this year? Yes. Yes, I did. So let's, did it yeah. turn out well? No, it didn't. <laughs> And so we encourage people to go, go to the doctor, get your preventative care, get your screenings. I'm a big believer in screenings so that let's talk about that deductible again. So we have four different major medical and hospitalization plans, and it is a $1,000 deductible, meaning if you need your appendix out, which by the way, appendicitis is one of the surgeries that is very common in men and women, boys under the age of 30. It's a very hmm. common My second thing. son- had uh, his appendix out when he was 11 or 12. I mean, it was a, yeah. obviously it was a sudden and unexpected thing. Yes. Janet, we were going through our divorce at that time. We were supposed to be in court that day. And uh -oh. We actually called from the ER, Melissa, and we're like, listen, we know we're supposed to be there. We're getting along well enough that we're managing the health care for our kids. So we'll do this another time. <laughs> we've we've drawn a line. We're, we're, we're at peace. Yeah. So another thing that's very interesting about cost sharing, and this is one of my, this is a pro, not a con, is let's say that appendicitis or that a broken bone happened in December of this year. Most yes. likely you would need aftercare or physical therapy in 2024. Guess what happens in insurance? Your whole new rollover of your deductible and copay. 
all start over again with our yep. with the cost sharing model. As long as you're being treated consecutively, you do not have to pay that thousand dollars again. So if so it's that, basically part of the same thing, for instance, it's right? the same medical need that you're being treated for, whether that's physical Brilliant. therapy or some kind of treatment for a particular illness, just because the calendar year changed doesn't mean that medical need that you have to contribute another thousand dollars. So that is a big difference. Brilliant. Another pro is, okay, so I was in the ER last year. And they ask you what kind of insurance that you have. And then a minute later, they give you a document to sign that says, by the way, while you're in this hospital, we may take your insurance, but we have contracted doctors who do not take any insurance or, you know, they, they may not be part of your network. Be prepared for a surprise bill. This sometimes can, you can get the insurance company to pay it. Sometimes people have called me three years. They're still trying to fight it. They can't fight it. You do not know who your anesthesiologist on call that night is to ask mm -hmm. them, hey, are nope. you in my network? This is a big deal. And this, this is this is huge. I want to comment on this for a minute because first of all, they ask about your insurance before they ask what's wrong with you, which I hate uh, because so much for taking care of people. And um, I know that some states are working on passing laws and that you're supposed to have some protection against the surprise billing, because as you exactly. said, like, if I am literally like out of it, I can't check if this guy's on my, my plan. This shouldn't be my thing. It's still happening. It is still happening. It's still happening. And here's a staggering fact. Only 12% of Americans know how to read their medical bill. Melissa, so, I am an educated person. I have a background in healthcare. I'm a journalist. I know how to do these things. They purposefully make them difficult to comprehend. I am friends with a lot of smart people who also can't comprehend their stuff. So that's a problem in and of itself. It's almost as if, if it's designed for the insurance company to keep their, your money and not well, pay for your things. That so often is what it, it's a business for them to make money. It's profit, right. The medical billing is a whole different animal in mm -hmm. itself. There are so many, I'm still getting called six months later after I paid my bill using the hospital's app, using their own app. And they're like, you didn't pay your bill. So we have, we know, yeah, I'm personally going through it. There's a lot of systems that have to go into place. And I think we just, need to understand and be patient that we can only do our best. But but these cost-sharing plans all come with a concierge or a membership or care logistics team that are there for you to help you navigate and negotiate. They have something called the Healthcare Blue Book, and these are fair medical pricing by zip code. So we know an MRI in Miami is going to be a different cost than an MRI in o Omaha right? But we're, we're getting privy or we're getting more access to these like reference price pricing and to understand, hey, there actually is prices for a skin biopsy or an MRI or a gallbladder removal. We just never knew it because we always went off of insurance, but there's actual prices. And a lot of people might choose to pay self-pay because it's cheaper to get that knee surgery than use their deductible. Mm -hmm. So True. that's just a helpful hint that if you go to a doctor and you can ask them what your self-pay rate is. I know many times for physical therapy, it's actually cheaper to pay cash than to go through insurance. Yeah. I just want to comment here because I've heard this said before. It's like, you know what you're paying when you go into the gas station. Yes. You know what you're paying. 
when you go into the doctor and I think maybe hopefully the younger generation's a little better a little better trained than we were but my generation you go to the doctor you never ask you never ask what is this procedure going to cost what Here's is the that thing, x-ray though, even if you ask healthcare providers don't necessarily know they just want to provide the service they don't necessarily know what the hospital's all billing and bundling and how that all works so you can ask and you're not necessarily going to get an answer or a complete answer it because there's, it there's those layers change. in there. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah. a mess. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just spoke with someone that was self-paid for a surgery and they came back to him. They, they said, oh, it was more than we thought. And this is after the fact. And just, just imagine that like he budgeted, let's say for 3,500 and then they said, nope, it's more. That's like taking a flight. And then when you get to your destination, they're like, oh, by the way, that trip was 600. Wait, wait, what? Like maybe right. I wouldn't have taken that trip. Like you don't, it's very odd that it's so vague. And Opaque, so yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Stay tuned after these messages. We're talking about how to compare your health plans. Are you really getting the best coverage of care? I hear from parents all the time how bath time can be such an ordeal. And yet bath time can be really fun. In fact, here in the very cold winter, we use bath time as an activity. Dabble and Dollop has got this dialed in because they have bath products that are not only natural, healthy, free of toxins, all the things we want for our kids, but they're fun. Jen, you said when your boys were young, they loved to make potions. My son, Tyler, had so much fun mixing things together, making potions, recipes. He would have loved Dabble and Dollop's Day at the Beach bath mixing set because it's a collection of soap scents and a little mixing thing and your kids can combine scents and make their own creations. It is exactly the kind of thing that can turn bath time into a fun, enjoyable, creative endeavor instead of just a fight. And I will say the bubbles have been bow tested in the bathtub and they last. They stay bubbles for a long time. Dabble and Dollop has everything from bath time shampoos, bubble baths, body washes, conditioners, lotions, bath bombs, bath toys and accessories. There's so many things to explore at Dabble and Dollop. Go to dabbleanddollop.com slash onboys to get 20% off your first order. That's dabbleanddollop.com slash onboys, 20% off for being an onboys listener. So one of my challenges, again, yeah. I am a pretty smart person who is pretty well-versed in, in healthcare, and yet it can be so challenging to compare plans because one, trying to get the information, and then two, like, well, this one covers this, but I don't know if they're going to cover this, and then adding this all up. So, Melissa, if I want to look at your plans and see if this is a better option for me, like, how do I do that? How do I do yeah. that? And is it easy for me to compare them and know, like, okay, if I choose this for my family, this would likely be our expenses? Yes. So, we actually have a form which like has three to four questions. And based on those questions, we know how to match you. Like we said, or I said, we have four different plans. Well, people get analysis paralysis with four options. And so we <laughs> give you the best two 
for your scenario, we actually have one plan that has a health savings account compatibility. And you might say, Hey, Melissa, I only, I see naturopaths. They don't even take insurance. Like I'd rather use a health savings account, get the pre-tax tax credit, you know, and pay out of pocket and use my health savings account. Great. Okay. We have an option for that. Okay. Uh, we have an option. We do have a family. We have kids going to urgent care every single month. We have broken bones. We have this, we have a plan. Uh, it's actually called the complete plan and it has $50 co-pays for specialist visits and zero for urgent care. Zero. Wow. It also nice. has unlimited primary care, 12 chiropractic for each person of the, of the family. And it has, you know, that, that one set deductible. I do want to mention to go back to insurance that most of the time you're going to see in a policy, you're going to see a deductible, maybe it's 6,000 for the family. And then you're going to see a max limit. And that's yeah. another, it's like you have one level. Oh, but you might pass that level and you might hit. And these are big numbers. This is 23,000, 32,000. These are what your family might hit if you go above like at a network. And our plans do not have that. When I see 6,000 for a family, that is the max that you will spend out of pocket, 6,000. Or one of our plans is 3,000. And that's a big difference. When you open the show, we were talking about going on your spouse's plan. We actually sometimes divide up the spouses because it's one is on their company plan, but when they add their family, it skyrockets. Yes. So the person, the person on the company will stay with the company plan and his maybe wife and kids will go on one of the cost share plans. So there are ways to being creative for what, what it works. Eligibility is 18 to 64. So 18 years old to 64, if you're under the age of 26, you can still be on your parents' plan, just like insurance. So this is definitely something for me to share with that kid in Tennessee of mine who's um, been back and forth with stuff. Yeah. You've mentioned networks and network providers. Does this limit who I see? Um, talk about that because it's a yeah. huge concern. It's a huge concern. Yeah, so smart. how does that work with these cost share plans? Yeah, so our basic plan you would be paying a self-pay rate to see your primary care or your specialist visit. Um, again, a basic plan is someone that really doesn't go to the doctor. We have millennials and Gen Z that are like, I'm invincible. I only need it for the what if, right? What if I break my leg? What if I need surgery? And so, then it's usually their parents telling them you need it because they still think nothing's going to happen. That's right. And I had to tell like right. my 22 my year old, look, you need to do this because right. if something happens to you, we're the ones who are going to go bankrupt trying to take mm -hmm. care of you. Yeah. Uh, I've read average broken leg could be $17,000 on that basic plan. It's 1000. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Think about that for a second. Now, and that plan is about $175 a month. If you're under the age of 30 and it still has all of our plans have 24 seven, like a telehealth. So they're there for you. Um, especially like conjunctivitis, um, sore throats, um, you rolled your ankle, you know, it's not broken, but you still need to maybe get an x-ray, call them. I think um, some of the plans they'll do an order form. So you go, you skip that waiting room, you go right oh, yeah. to the imaging center, right? Mm -hmm. And then you can use that 24 seven, the telehealth to read your x-rays and things. So uh, I think what the pandemic did right, sorry, if that's a phrase I could say, <laughs> or something that, that positive that came out of is virtual health has made Agreed. leaps and bounds Definitely. and many doctors are prepared to visit with you, which cuts mm -hmm. that time of missing work, of sitting in a yes. waiting room, getting your medication, like things like that. So 
All of them have the 24-7 telehealth. All of them have your annual wellness. So annual wellness is like your well child or your physical. And then screenings are over the age of 40 for a mammogram, over 45 for a colonoscopy. And I do urge you, if you haven't gotten a colonoscopy and you're over 45, early Get detection it. is amazing for, for colon cancer. So yeah. Colon cancer is on the upswing among younger people. That's why the screening got moved to 45. It used to be over 50. So do You're it. Yeah. I just recently did mine for the first time and I'm all good. Yes. Good. Good. Dermatology too. Like you should, you know, our largest organ is our, our skin. skin. And I'm, uh, I'm one of those seventies and eighties ladies who totally was out in the sun without sunscreen. We can't, we can't really do that anymore. So, but yeah, early detection with, with skin is also, and your boys, they're out They're They're playing sunscreen is can really help get the skin checked once a year. Again, if you could get something early detected. Yeah. So on the basic plan, you are on your own, your self-pay that self-pay rate. You can go to your primary care doctor and say, Hey, I'm self-pay now. You don't have to say you don't have insurance. You could just say I'm self-pay. They are going to most likely give you a rate that is different than their insurance rate. So you would be paying maybe $60 to see that doctor. So for some people, this makes a lot of sense because they really once or twice a year that they do go, they're paying a self-pay rate, but they still have something in place, the 24-7 care, the out-of-pocket is lower, and they still have their annual wellness. They're getting a nice full picture. If you and know, there's that $1,000 deductible in case, right. I mean, stuff happens. Somebody gets in a car accident, traumatic injuries, need surgery. Right. Okay. It's very rare that you know, oh, I need my, you need your gallbladder out. That could be coming, right? Or you're going to have to need knee surgery because there's a symptomatic thing going on. But emergency things like your appendix is never, it's really, it's an emergency. It does not send it up a flag give you warning say, sign. Yeah. It's not budget like, for this in six months. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I like to say is that if you could put something in your calendar, like, oh, in 2024, I'm going to have a broken leg. You know, like yeah, you don't know, work. you just don't know. So that's the basic plan. Then I talked about the plan that has the health savings account compatibility um, that starts at 275 a month, again, 3000 max for the entire family. And then we have two plans that um, the complete plan that has basically the most value, unlimited primary care, you know, $50 co-pays for specialist visits, zero for urgent care. So depending on your lifestyle, you might need a little bit more because you have a family or if you're a single person and you're young uh, and, or you're older and you really don't go to the doctor, then yeah, the basic plan might be just what you, mm -hmm. just what you need. Um, the other thing that's different is we are month to month. So we're always open enrollment. You enroll in your timeline, which is really great because Things are happening in our world where people are leaving jobs, going off COBRA, and this is a great alternative. And you don't have to wait till November, December, and January to make those big changes. You can actually come onto one of the plans. Being able to enroll at any time, does that, I'm wondering if that also means that, ooh, I signed up for the basic plan, but oh, I really want to go up to go up a level or two. Things change. Is that yeah. possible? You might have yeah. a child, right? In the in six months, you might have a child and then you want to upgrade because you want more, right? You want unlimited primary mm -hmm. care, which includes pediatric visits. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, you can make you can make changes. Usually it's a 30-day, 
you know, cancellation uh-huh, sure. or an upgrade to go to a different yeah. plan. If you think of our plans as a little more flexibility, if you have a remote team, you don't have to worry. Does this plan work the same in Nashville as it does in Miami? I'm yeah. traveling freelance economy. Oh my gosh. Digital nomads, take your computer, work in another part of the country, even outside the country. As long as you're traveling, these plans will still work, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. So identical benefits state to state. Um, I think, you know, just having that more flexibility and that network, that open network is people, we, we actually have medical offices referring people to IndiePop, which to me is the highest compliment. I didn't set out in my like go-to market strategy. Oh, providers will talk about IndiePop. I've never gone to a doctor where they're like, oh, you should try this healthcare plan. They've never once said that to (laughs) me. And they're doing that. We got calls from New York. um, And I said, how'd you hear of IndiePop? And they mentioned the the medical practice. And I'm like, I'm in Arizona, you're in New York. Like, how did that just happen? That's great. Why? Because they're not dictated or restricted by these policies. They get to practice medicine the way that is in the best care for their patient. Sounds intriguing, right? More about the logistics after these messages. I hear from parents all the time how bath time can be such an ordeal. And yet bath time can be really fun. In fact, here in the very cold winter, we use bath time as an activity. Dabble and Dollop has got this dialed in because they have bath products that are not only natural, healthy, free of toxins, all the things we want for our kids, but they're fun. Jen, you said when your boys were young, they loved to make potions. My son, Tyler, had so much fun mixing things together, making potions, recipes. He would have loved Dabble and Dollop's Day at the Beach bath mixing set because it's a collection of soap scents and a little mixing thing and your kids can combine scents and make their own creations. It is exactly the kind of thing that can turn bath time into a fun, enjoyable, creative endeavor instead of just a fight. And I will say the bubbles have been bow tested in the bathtub and they last. They stay bubbles for a long time. Dabble and Dollop has everything from bath time shampoos, bubble baths, body washes, conditioners, lotions, bath bombs, bath toys and accessories. There's so many things to explore at Dabble and Dollop. Go to dabbleanddollop.com slash onboys to get 20% off your first order. That's dabbleanddollop.com slash onboys, 20% off for being an onboys listener. Help me understand the logistics because I think it's helpful for all of us. So let's say something happens. Somebody does need surgery in the family, right? So... Does the hospital and the physician, do they bill IndiePop? Do they bill me? Do I submit for reimbursement? Like what's the logistics of how the money gets where it needs to go? Each plan functions a little differently, but no, IndiePop is basically the the marketplace to find the plans. And we have really great relationships with our healthcare partners. So we can expedite things if you need extra help. So we we don't charge extra for that. This is just like... Um, we put the plans together and we also have supplemental products. We negotiate different rates and we provide more value for 
you guys. So each plan functions a little differently. You'll have one plan, like the complete plan. There's a PO box. All claims should go there. All claims should go there. There is another plan where you would collect like your super bill. And within six months, you have to upload it. You pay your $1,000 to them. Uh, to and the they do share, the other. And they're going to do, they're going to negotiate the rest. Um, we've had babies born, hernia surgeries, knee surgeries, nine days in the hospital. All of them were $1,000. Nice. Um, and in some cases, I mean, the person that was in the hospital for nine days had, he had pneumonia. So he had to have pulmonary, he had to build up his lung capacity again after he was discharged. They pulmonary bought rehab. a mobile oxygen tank. He had um, therapy once or twice a week included in that 1,000. Wow. What about um, chronic health conditions? So let's say, you know, perhaps I or somebody else in the family has diabetes or somebody has asthma and, you know, has a regular regimen of medications that they, they need to hopefully stay healthy and hopefully stay out of the ER. Yes. So uh, I think the guidelines on all of our plans for uh, type one, type two diabetes, if it's medically managed and if you have not been hospitalized in the last one to two years, you are not considered pre-existing. So nice. let's just say that you were hospitalized six months ago. Um, for the first year, it is not shareable or eligible for that $1,000 low deductible. Um, the following year, the plan will contribute 25,000 towards the condition. And then in the fourth year, it goes up to 125,000. So that's how the pre-existing works. They won't not accept you to the plan. Let's call it your ACL. You just had surgery on your ACL a few months ago, and you really want to come on the complete plan. You can still come on the plan. And if you broke your elbow, that's eligible for the $1,000 deductible. But if your ACL starts to act up and they have to do another surgery, that's considered pre-existing. And so it wouldn't be eligible for the first year. Um, okay. Does that make sense? So yeah. I really caution people. Um, I'm going to go back. So, so type one and type two diabetics, we do have them on the plan as long as they've never been hospitalized in the last one to two years, medically managed asthma as well, not hospitalized. I also have people with thy thyroid is a very common <laughs> thyroid medication. Yes, it is considered pre-existing, but we look at what is the risk. I have people that swear to me, Melissa, I've been on it for 10 years. I just need to take my medication. Okay, mm -hmm. fine. Just know if something really goes haywire in your body for the first year, it's not eligible for that low deductible. The plan will negotiate the fair medical rates, but for the first year, it's not. So chronic conditions, I really would say this is not a good fit. This is where insurance is your best fit for mm -hmm. maybe muscular sclerosis or maybe, you know, like a Lyme disease that you're going in and out of specialists or hospitals. Oh, Crohn's disease. You know, if you, if you feel that you've had your Crohn's for a while, no flare ups, but I know people that have a flare up once or twice a year, you might be in the hospital. So this might not be the best option. That's where we really talk to people. And, and then it's your decision, how you know your body. Right. Absolutely. That's good information because you, these are the kinds of things that we all are trying to weigh out and figure right. out what will be our best alternative. I know one of the reasons why my young adult children have been frustrated with um, looking at insurance options, healthcare um, expenses for them, because they are generally healthy young people and they, they, for them, what sounds like your basic plan would probably be more than enough. 
for somebody that has multiple health issues, you do need a different level of support. And right now, as things have been within the healthcare uh, market, it's sometimes difficult to meet those needs. And so it's nice to hear that there are options. Well, I think also what we have found, and since I've been doing this for three years now, is the level of frustration where people have a plan and they thought this was going to be $25 and it's not, and this was going to be this cost and it's not. And it gets very frustrating to think that you read everything and you know what you have. And it's like, it, it switches on you. Well, this is very straightforward. And most of the time with our plans, you call the number first and they guide you through the process. So mm-hmm. they can be triaging the situation of Got what it. you actually need, um, filling medications, going to urgent care. For me, I'm on the complete plan and I'm also older. So I do see some specialists and I wanted to make sure, you know, that um, I had a set amount when I go to these doctors. So everything to me happens on the weekend. I don't know about your family. It's like, Gosh, yes. even with my dog, Melissa, <laughs> yes. even with my dog. Yes. And the vet, me too, me too. And you're like, why can't this be the weekday so we could go to a normal appointment? No. So I thought I had a detached retina, which is very scary. I started to see blurry and I had floaters and I called the, um, it's a care logistics number and they answer right away. And they got me through to a nurse practitioner. Well, obviously through the phone, we can't diagnose it. And she understood this is my vision. So I knew the most that I was going to spend for an ER visit is 1000 because that's my deductible, no matter what test they did. But it was, to me, it was worth it. First, I asked you guys have any ophthalmologists? <laughs> no, it's the weekend. We don't. But they called the hospital to make sure they had an ophthalmologist on call and to let them know that I'm coming. And I went in and they did an ultrasound and it was a slight hemorrhage, but enough to wait till Monday. Okay. Then my, re- my complete plan already found me a specialist that I can wow. go to scheduled mm. me. So I had an appointment at 10 o'clock on Monday. Anyone in their fifties, by the way, there's a phenomena where your the vitreous in your retina might separate a little bit and they don't know what causes it except for age. So age. my doctor said, Oh, you're very grateful. You've had many years on this planet. It's basically calling me old. And, uh, and <laughs> so, you're like, wait a second, <laughs> like many years on the planet. Thank you. Um, but don't, freak out. Um, so I, I'm seeing a retina specialist, you know, um, just to, just to monitor it, but it's supposed to heal on its own that it come it kind of comes back together. So it's, it usually happens for people over 50, but anyway, while I was in the ER, they did the ultrasound and then my claim went to the complete plan and I didn't see anything. Now I was privy to the process because I saw billing go back and forth and I got notified and it was, wasn't actually a, a tremendous, um, ER visit, it was 1200. And I knew my responsibility would be a 1000. So I called the plan and they said, wait, we're negotiating. Don't pay anything yet. Mm. So I'm like, oh, this is interesting. So months later, because that's how long it takes, yeah. they negotiated the bill from 1200 to 280. And that is what I owed for that. Um, wow. wow. Visit. So I want you to know that they really do want you to get the best care at the right cost. And I don't know any other insurance that would do that for you. That's like, you know, they're in your corner to say, wait, we're negotiating. We're going to see what we can do on this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I love this so much, Melissa. I'm just, I, you know, Jen is, is a nurse and she's 
you know, got four boys who are actively in that, in that actively uh, endangering their bodies on a regular basis. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to put it. But, but just kind of, you know, sitting back and listening to you, it's like, and Jen and I talk about this all the time, like it takes a village to raise our kids. And I feel like to have somebody that you can call and just right. say, here's the situation. I know that I would never call my insurance company and say, here's the situation. What do you, how are you going to support me? What do you got? <laughs> and to be able to just know, I just need to make a phone call. Somebody's going to book a specialist for me on Monday. That's insane. Not done. So listeners, I really encourage you to kind of open up your frame. This is different. This is, as you said at the beginning, like we are getting more used to having virtual medical appointments where we have that uh, new frame of being digital nomads. We can work from anywhere. And this feels like it just dovetails with that so nicely that, oh, here's an insurance that can meet my needs, my family's needs. And um, just going back to my husband's on his company plan. Oh, we can do this thing over here. Just opens it up and makes it feel like, oh, I can afford healthcare. I can afford to take care of my family and not wait. Yeah. Just because it doesn't have the word insurance doesn't mean it's not healthcare. And mm -hmm. I think you're going to be seeing more provider offices get, they're frustrated. They're frustrated oh. with networks. They're frustrated with non-continuity of care because they just, their patient has to go where their network is. And providers really are liking this this model because they're getting paid they get to practice medicine and so i just caution anyone whether you come through indie pop or you're looking at these alternative really read the guidelines that is key like we just mentioned those pre-existing conditions yeah. mm -hmm. that is pretty much the con of why this is not the unicorn plan plans for everyone mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it might not work if you are you know you have a chronic condition and i want to be very transparent about that i don't want anyone to end up with a surprise medical bill that is not why i created my company so where do people start let's say i i am and i am intrigued um where do i go to you know get some more information to figure out what might be an option for myself or my family yeah, the website has a ton of information, indiepop, I-N-D-I-P-O-P dot C-O, and you can answer a couple of questions, and then it's going to direct you to a page that has two of the best options for you. You can actually click a link to save that page so that you can go back to it. Um, let's say that you're, you're on COBRA and you love your COBRA plan, you don't need it until, you know, December save the link. You can always email us at hello at indiepop.co. And we're happy to also guide you through, we call ourselves either health navigators, health guides, to even look over your insurance policy and say, hey, you have a pretty good plan. Like we do find some plans that are really good. You know, the deductible's pretty good and they have co-pays and stay on it. You don't have to switch. Uh, but if people are like, you know, I'm 26, I don't go to the doctor or I'm 35 and I started seeing a specialist, then we, we have different plans that we can guide you to. Excellent. Thank you so much for spending time with us today, Melissa. Listeners, yeah. healthcare, health expenses, still probably not your favorite topic, but if we think about it now, we can save ourselves a lot, a lot of stress and headaches later.
thank you for all that you're doing to help families access healthcare when they need it. Thank you. Thank you. Everyone stay healthy. We hope you found this episode valuable. Share it with your grown kids. Share it with your friends. IndiePop.co. This is the Envoys Parenting Podcast. We are your co-host, Jennifer L.W. Fink of BuildingBoys.net. And I'm Janet Allison of BoysAlive.com. Thanks for being here. Thanks for supporting our sponsors.